0: Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. I Wall I'm
1: newspaper And I do believe I funny how i funny like- Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday.
0: I drink your milkshake. Hello and welcome to (laughs) Little Marty, the only podcast that I'm aware of dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween.
1: And my name is Jeremy, the butcher of New York City. (laughs) I hate the Irish. My eye is made of glass.
0: How much appreciation are you uh, gaining for Daniel Day-Lewis by trying to do that voice for, like, <laughs> one minute versus a th- throughout an entire three-hour movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. No, I mean... And and then the fact that he stays in character, I'm like, man, he's what is he eating? Gravel Cheerios? <laughs> like, how does he get his voice to... To do I that. I really think
0: they should stop making those, by the way. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. There's a... Uh,
1: well, it's people gotta stop buying them, bleeped. then. <laughs> you
0: know? I saw the craziest cereal box. Um, let me see if I can find a picture of it, because it was crazy. I was at a grocery store recently. I don't know. Are you someone, Jeremy, who, like, eats uh cereal? Uh,
1: Yeah, but not, like, in a long time, but... But just because I haven't even been grocery shopping
0: in Do you eat like the crazy, uh, you know, like uh, Fruity Pebbles and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, are you like yeah. a healthy cereal oh, no,
1: person? no, 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 gross, no. Sugar cereal till I die. The sugar cereal gang till I die, folks.
0: <laughs> uh, this is a... Uh, a cereal box that I saw recently in a grocery store. It's called Magic Fruity Pebbles, uh, and there's like a Nike logo on it. So they're like, what? it's like a Nike brand Fruity Pebbles flavor. What? And they're also gluten free. What does <laughs> so like, Nike taste like? <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. Wow. I don't know if they're like little swooshes or what, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Shoe shoe companies are getting into the cereal game these days, and I don't know if I'm into it.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's it. Have you? So you're eating them currently?
0: Yeah. No, I'm actually eating uh a Adi- cocoa pebbles shaped like Adidas logos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's great. Yeah. No, my my my. Fa- I'm I'm a big fan of the um, you know, the raisin brands, the cinnamon toast crunches. Um, Fruity Pebbles and, and Fruit Loops, like the Fruity cereals are, I, they're a mood for sure. I'd much, I think I'd much like, I'm much more inclined to go chocolate than like Fruity. Um, Lucky Charms, obviously very good. By the way, uh, if, uh, if there's a cereal that Daniel Day-Lewis, Bill the Butcher hates the most, it's probably Lucky Charms, right? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I would think so.
1: Yeah, he does not suffer a Lucky Charms fan.
0: They really should have thrown in a scene of him just like, just shanking a box of uh, of a uh, Lucky Charms.
1: Yeah, just hacking it to bits, <laughs> throwing a fit in the grocery store. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of, uh, you know, between like the the fruity cereals and the chocolatey cereals, we've got stuff like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the taste you can see. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. We got Pops. I got to have those.
1: Pops are pretty good, man. I'm not going to lie. I like them. Here's
0: one that I think is very underrated is Honey Smacks.
1: No, you're right. They are underrated and they're good. With the bear, real that, that good. real cool bear on the front.
0: No, it's like a frog or something. Oh,
1: wait, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. What am I thinking of? Honey crisps. What's Honey the crisp bear? What's bread. the bear one? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Smacks are uh, the frog, right?
0: Yes, Smacks are uh, yes, a frog wearing a sideways cap.
1: Yes, and and I'm typing in bear cereal right now, <laughs> and it's uh. Golden Crisps, which yes, uh, which are essentially the same thing as uh, very close, yeah, as Honey Smacks. In fact, yeah, there's an article when you Google either one that just says cereal eat uh, eats Face Off Honey Smacks versus Golden Crisps, and they're side by side. And like Eric, they they are they are the same cereal. They look exactly the same.
0: Interesting. Cool. Yeah, you know, I got to do a little taste test kind of a thing. Yeah, over
1: here we should do a blind taste test to see if you. <laughs> <laughs> to see to see how how far <laughs> To see how long you can go <laughs> Without using your eyes <laughs>
0: And just carry on with my normal day Of like <laughs> yeah. driving to the store
1: <laughs> Yeah Perfect
0: Um, Jeremy I know we're not here to talk about Cereal all day but We I, could You gotta mention Kauki Crisp
1: Oh yeah Cookie Crisp is great And um uh, but it was never actually one of my favorites. I will say that it was not one of my favorites. Um, and the Reese's Puffs as well. Uh, those kind of came out midway through elementary school for me, and also not one of my favorites. But you both think that those would be the best, Cookie Crisp and and uh, Reese's Puffs. But um, they don't they don't quite like nail the flavor of either cookies or Reese or Reese's peanut butter cups, like in a cereal. You know what I mean? Mm.
0: I got you. I got yeah. you.
1: Also, there was French toast crunch, which was disgusting, in my <laughs> opinion. I
0: don't, that does sound really bad. Actually, I think I have had that because the pieces yeah. are like little tiny toasts. Yeah, they're right? little
1: tiny toasts. <laughs> yep, exactly right. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, this is a, uh, of course, a podcast about Martin Scorsese, Adam Sandler. Uh, we're going through chronologically. We just covered um, "Click." No, I think? "Rain Over Me." "Rain Over Me." It we was just so. Covered rain it was so
1: me. good that Eric, <laughs> Eric, forgot we did it because it, I
0: blocked it, out yeah. the last two weeks of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um That "Rain Over Me" was tough. That was uh, definitely a little bit of a valley. I think in the uh, yeah overall, I'd like to
0: listen back to that episode briefly, just because like. I was thinking about it and I, I think I was just trying so hard to be positive about uh, right. that movie.
1: You did a medium job because <laughs> <laughs> even in your positivity I, I don't think you could fully hide you know what your feelings which are which are accurate. Yeah. you know it's it's like you know uh, we try to we try to be very very positive on this show I will say um, like we we don't like to just dog on stuff. Because in, in my feelings are like then why are you even covering it you know what I mean like if it's so bad you hate it like I don't like <laughs> right. listening to people like be miserable on podcasts but that yeah. that one was a tough episode because it was like it was so bad and so hard to find something good about it
0: it brought me back to the the days of covering <laughs> the uh, the director who shall not be named
1: yes yes Lord uh, W S. <laughs> Anders. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so anyway, uh but before we before we talk about this next Scorsese film, Jeremy, we we do have a bonus podcast that I'm going to say at this current moment in time, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I think I'm enjoying the movies from that and the discussion from that maybe slightly more than than this podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's going <laughs> to um continue at least every other week, you know. Right. Um, cuz we're in a uh we'll call it the Sandler slump. We're in the Sandler slump. Um however, we're in a we're we're still in like I don't think Scorsese ever really has a full-on slump. He definitely has some misses for me, but um but even the misses are are pretty good and the misters are good too. What am I talking about? Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so if someone
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, go on. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, if someone, you know, wanted to... Well, first of all, we're covering the Coen brothers, right? Did you say that? No, we're I did We're covering the Coen brothers Ooh-wee- on the other... Uh, <laughs> you get to hear stuff like that. <laughs> um, you know, Jeremy, you got some good accents and, like, sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make some good sounds. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm, you've got a future in um, <laughs> podcasts. Yeah.
1: I, I'm basically like the Michael Winslow of this podcast. <laughs> Between the
0: two High praise
1: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Exactly
0: Yeah so we're covering The Coen Brothers over there We have finally gotten to Fargo Which I'm excited to talk to you about Yeah But we've been having a blast over there Uh, You know And it's a great excuse If you haven't seen all the Coen Brothers movies Or even if you have It's a great excuse to watch them all Because I gotta say We've already watched two That I haven't seen before And I'm so happy that I That we're doing this Because They're two of my faves I gotta say, right. Uh, and Jeremy, if someone wanted to check out this podcast, what would they, what would they, who would they talk to? You would, Where would they okay. drive to?
1: You'd first drive to the nearest computer uh, lab in your in your hometown. Um, now, these can be sometimes in libraries, public libraries. They could be sometimes uh, their own designated uh, place in like a strip mall, local strip mall, and you're going to want to pay the membership fee. You're gonna definitely want to give them some money so that they will let you on the computers. But once you're in there, you're gonna to go to the internet on this computer. Now, this is a big, a big stumbling block for a lot of people. This this definitely gets people good. Definitely make sure you open up an application, something like an Internet Explorer or an Alta Vista or an AOL.com, mm. something like that. I
0: recommend Alta Vista.
1: Yeah, <laughs> try to try to pull up Alta Vista. You know, ask Jeeves, something like that, and then type at the top, it, at the bar, uh, you'll see like a series of letters and numbers, and this is going to seem really confusing to you. Don't let it, don't let it overwhelm you, don't let it freak you out. Just simply clear that bar out and type <laughs> www.patreon.com slash eric and jeremy, and it is there where you're, you, you will be able to find. Hundreds upon hundreds of bonus episodes of this show where we cover all kinds of topics ranging from uh, co- alternate director coverage, uh, episodes of television, um, uh, like literal like bonus uh, works from directors that we're covering at the time, um, just all kinds of great stuff. And uh, me and Eric, we are uh, definitely... Uh, cussing up a storm over there so if you want to hear us just do cusses and be real rowdy and raunchy and we go blue over there and we talk yeah. about all you ki-
0: <laughs> you said the h word last. i week.
1: said the h word <laughs> uh and um boy and i'm still kind of cooling down from that so i would yeah. say uh yeah go there and subscribe at at least the five dollar tier that's where you will get uh, a ton of bonus Bonus stuff, um, and uh, it puts a it, it puts a little coinage in our in our pockets, you know.
0: It does. It puts a little a, a little a couple of doubloons fall in. Uh, um, they they, I guess, ge- regenerate in our pockets. They just appear there. Mm-hmm. And if you're not wearing the right, if your belt's not tight enough, I got to tell you, Jeremy, it can be kind of embarrassing for a patron to subscribe, and I'm like standing in line at the post office. Mm-hmm. My pants start sagging from all these, you know, de blooms. Right. From the patrons. Yes. And I'm holding the box that I'm mailing to, uh, you know, somewhere else. Can I tell you
1: my favorite Nirvana song? <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I know what it's going to be, <laughs> but please tell me.
1: In the blooms. Love it. In the blooms.
0: So, Jeremy. Enough of this, uh, I'm going to call nonsense. Sure. And let's talk about uh, what what we're really here to discuss, which is Daniel Day-Lewis, Leo Decap, Cameron Diaz, directed by Martin Scorsese. What movie are we talking about, my man?
1: We are talking about the gangs of... New Jersey, hey, I'm walking here, I'm over the bridge
0: (laughs) Jeremy, I think you (laughs) you might have went to the wrong video store
1: Oh no, you're right, I'm under the bridge
0: Red Hot Chili Peppers Chili Peppers, yeah, right
1: Anyways Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, so Gangs of New York, have you seen this one uh, before? I, I know you've seen it, you've said this before but refresh our uh, memories. Yes, have I, see ha-
1: this? I have. I have. Yes, I have seen this one before. Um, only once. Only once. Um, this was also a film that it took me a long time to see. Like this comes out in two thousand one, but I don't watch it until like two thousand nine or ten or something. Like, like much later. Like I don't. I don't see when it comes out, and I. It, it's like hard. It's like hard. I'm like, I'm like. I struggled to find the inspiration, the ambition to to watch this, even in my youth, and turning it back on again, hard to do, hard to do. I definitely waited to the last minute to watch this because uh, I did not have fond memories of it. But that was then; this is now. I might, might, it might have changed. I guess we'll find out.
0: I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy that you said that, Jeremy, because this is one of those movies i saw this movie first of all i remember the marketing for this movie like really well i must have been watching a lot of tv at the at the time because i remember um seeing so many commercials for this movie and so many like talk show appearance i remember seeing daniel day lewis on some talk show might have been letterman or something um Someone hosts. I think Leonardo DiCaprio like hosted SNL to promote this or something. I'm I'm, I'm having flashbacks to like an SNL uh, promotion too. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, I I kind of like this. This kind of movie just like isn't my thing. I don't love an action movie. I don't love a period piece unless it's like like Barry Lyndon level good. Right. Um, And I inevitably saw saw Gangs of New York, uh, probably in college. I think I was in a situation where it's like a bunch of dudes picking out a movie to watch. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, let's throw on Gangs of New York. And uh, I just remember being kind of like bored by it at the time. And I I was like you, Jeremy. I was a little, uh, I wasn't excited to revisit this one. I wasn't excited, but I will say I was more excited than I would have been before we started uh, this podcast because I forgot that we get to see uh, Daniel Day-Lewis directed by Scorsese again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to start the Leonardo DiCaprio Uh era. Scorsese partnership. We yeah.
1: ushered in a new era.
0: The, oh, we did. The
1: DiCaprio. Or or as I used to say back in uh, 2004, uh, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> that was my big yeah. joke because I thought he was crappy. <laughs> did
0: you get a lot of laughs with that one?
1: Oh, can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Gangs o New York, it's directed by Scorsese. Oh, we got three writing credits on here. Mm. Uh, Jay Cox, Stephen Zelane, Kenneth Lonergan. Never heard of any of these guys. One of these, I know this is based on a book, I think. Um, One of these guys is probably one of those nerds that writes books.
1: I don't know if this is based on a book. It's... It's written by J. Based
0: it- on Herbert Asbury's oh 1927 <laughs> book, the <laughs> the gangs of New York.
1: I can I say I don't know if it's actually based on a book though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, truly, the first sentence in Wikipedia.
1: I know you're right. Uh, well, okay. Uh, by the way, Kenneth Laudergan, you might know as the writer-director of a little film called uh, Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Um, and, uh, st- uh, Steve Zalian, uh, wrote and
0: directed
1: All the King's Men.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, these are, so those are both, like, pretty famous creative dudes they also write a bunch more like they're i feel like they're like kind of on retainer for scorsese stuff like they wrote Mm. the irishman together as well and um you know other stuff man uh uh, steve's uh wrote schindler's list
0: pretty nuts it's a movie I've still never seen. I've never but, seen it uh, all the way through either. I feel, like I, sh- I feel like I need to.
1: Yeah. We'll start that on the Patreon. We'll do a, a Schindler's List-a-thon.
0: Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's more of a movie. I, I, that's not a movie I necessarily want to talk about on this podcast.
1: You don't want to do like a monkey bone Venber, but with Schindler's List? <laughs> not,
0: Not particularly.
1: <laughs> we'll cover it four times in a row. You have to watch it four times. Um, you know,
0: I gotta say like i'm not a i'm not a huge Spielberg person like um, i i i I'm not like a Spielberg fan yet I like a lot of his movies you know what I mean like yeah I don't think Spielberg is like cool
1: yeah i I like him i'm a, I'm probably a bigger fan than you or i look I like him. I don't know. I like him a lot. I, but I agree. Like he's, ne- he's also like, he's, he makes Holly big budget Hollywood movies. And when they work, they're great. When they don't work for me, I, there's nothing I hate more <laughs> yeah. than like a ready player one or something like that. But, um, but like a Jurassic park. Yeah. Sheesh.
0: So we got, um, <laughs> what else do we got in this movie? We got John C. Riley. Yeah, we I do. gotta. Yeah. I gotta admit, it was hard for me to. um It's hard for me to like believe John C. Riley. Yeah, this. take him seriously. <laughs> just because I, yeah, I just yeah. Um, I don't know if that's ne- if that's his fault or just me. Like, my my memory of him, my image of him, is tainted by watching. Uh, oh yeah, Anchorman too many times or whatever.
1: Yeah, totally. Um. Uh, or not Anchorman, but like uh, Talladega Nights. Dewey Cox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's really great. I do agree, though, that his career has sort of like retroactively hurt his dramatic performances and stuff.
0: Although um, I didn't mind it in Magnolia. No, or like Boogie Magnolia, Nights, because yeah. he's
1: still funny in that. Like, he's still like a comedic right. comedic uh, actor. In this, he's like a tough guy, though. That's really kind of interesting and hard to imagine. Right. Um, but yeah, um, he's super Irish. So I mean, his casting makes sense. It's weird. This movie's like cast mm. very Irish. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they they went out of their way to like get people like Brendan Gleeson and uh, Liam Neeson and mm. uh, you know, these folks who are like, you know, identify as irish you know and still have an accent and stuff like um so it's it's uh, kind of interesting pretty cool um obviously this film is famous for having daniel Day lewis in it um which mm. i do not think he won anything for uh yeah no nothing won from this movie but it was nominated in uh a lot of categories one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 10 categories um in which um Daniel Day-Lewis was nominated for best actor if he would have won that wouldn't have surprised me because he's exceptional in this what do you think of his performance overall
0: i think it's my favorite uh, part of the movie i will say that i think it's very good yeah um 97 uh 97 to 100 million dollar budget mm-hmm. this thing jeremy box office Brings in one hundred ninety three point eight million. Yeah, this baby doubles it at the box office.
1: It does pretty well in the box office, although a lot of that is probably due to like foreign, like foreign numbers, right? Like, um, uh, we're actually, we're getting into the era now where like they films kind of in general like they. They, they don't always make their money back, but it's like, it's like easier for folks to make m- their money back. And in the case of uh, the producer of this film, um, like knowing the right channels to go to, to publish and distribute the film and sell it. Um, yeah. Like uh, there's more, there There becomes more of an opportunity there. Plus the internet's around as well. But I will, I will say, uh, Eric, are you aware of who produced this movie and sort of the, um, rumors and goings on around the behind the scenes of uh gangs in new york
0: um is it don mancini the director of child's play
1: dude and what if it was and we hit, got to have an <laughs> entirely different conversation <laughs> about how like chucky was almost in this movie <laughs> yeah uh who was it no it's uh it's real life monster um harvey weinstein uh, ah. this is a Miramax film. Like this is not, and and Scorsese, by the way, does not do a lot of Miramax films. Um, this is sort of a, an anomaly, but um, this is Harvey Weinstein producing uh Gangs of New York. The famous story from this is that uh, Eric, this movie's a long movie, wouldn't you say?
0: Uh, it could it could lose a few minutes.
1: Yeah, so it's two hours and forty five minutes. Um. Uh, Scorsese wanted it to be three and a half hours (laughs) and uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein was like you've got to make this film way shorter (laughs) (laughs) and what they compromised on was a two hour and 40 minute version um, which I would argue is 45 minutes too long (laughs) and uh, Especially, you really do feel it in this film. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not necessarily knocking it, but I, I will say you do feel it. Um, I am, unfortunately, can't believe I'm saying this. Gonna have to side with Harvey Weinstein here. That this movie should have been much shorter. And looking back, uh, it's it's this movie's kind of known for being too long. And it's like a weird thing where uh, the producer was actually kind of right. Over the auteur director voice. Um, really strange.
0: Yeah, I don't, I really don't see how, why this movie needs to be as long as it is. It, it just is too long. And uh, I don't know. It's like, we, it's, it's weird to, I've never directed like a feature length movie before, but I've directed uh, or I've worked on, you know, short films and things, and it's, it is hard to like cut things, but it's not that hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you love everything
1: you shoot, but you're, but you have, right. I mean, you, have to make sacrifices. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And there's so much you could cut out of this movie and c- still keep the story intact.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a really strange thing. Like, I, I and in this movie. I I remember it as being a movie where, um, like, D- Daniel Day Lewis was exceptionally good, but um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Cameron Diaz were not good. Like, I I remember it that way when I saw it the first time. Um, but that's actually not really the case. I I found I actually think Leonardo DiCaprio is great in this movie and. I think Cameron Diaz might even be better than Leo. Like I actually dug their performances quite a bit. Um, So it's not really that they're not interesting. It's just that like the film, like it has like, it's it's wanting to do, I think a little bit too much or tell too many facets of the story. Like there's so many like events that take place. It's like, clearly they wanted to show us what 4th of July looked like in New York back then, you know, like stuff like that or, like it's really ambitious but it doesn't quite have like the depth of story to like really pull it off and um yeah it's it's just a, it's like a really weird um, exercise in in like logic of, or like just thinking about a film like conceptually like how to make this better or how to make this more streamlined or what would you cut you know
0: yeah, I'd like to do. You know, I I, I kind of want to do my own gangs of New York cut. I think the world would appreciate that.
1: How fun would that be?
0: <laughs> and then uh, if someone could put me in touch with Scorsese. I'll email it to him, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, try and get it in front of him. I'll, I'm sure he'd appreciate a fan cut oh, <laughs> in yeah. his movie for him.
1: Yeah, and you just call it the Weinstein cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: um, so. Hold on a second here. A little bit of random trivia here, Jeremy. Oh yeah. Daniel Day Lewis became so uncomfortable with the greasy <laughs> hairstyle he wore as Bill the Butcher that he shaved his head immediately after filming completed. What do you think? Yeah,
1: about? I, I, man, if I had to look like him that whole movie, I would have done the same thing. How gross! His hair is disgusting in this movie.
0: Yeah, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> To simulate Bill the Butcher's fake eye, Daniel Day-Lewis had his own eyeball covered in prosthetic glass. He learned to tap his fake (laughs) eye with the tip of a knife without blinking. Jeremy? Oh, (laughs) God! Would you do that for a movie?
1: No, under no circumstances. That's like some body horror shit right there, man. Wow. crazy. Yeah. Uh, There's so much good trivia about Daniel Day-Lewis here, dude. Um... One of my f- favorite ones is uh, that um, after one of the day's filming finished, Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese talked Daniel D. Lewis into going out to eat with them. He refused to break character, and the waitress was afraid to go near him. It's <laughs> pretty
0: good. I wonder if he was wearing the uh, the top hat.
1: Oh, I hope so. Or just the American flag <laughs> draped around him.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Yeah, he talked in his film accent the entire time of production. Uh, He hired the magician, an Italian man famous for a 30 year career as a pickpocket, to teach Cameron Diaz uh, about the art of pickpockets. Mm. Yeah, I thought the. uh, I kind of like the pickpocket stuff, actually. Yeah, rocked. Yeah. Her whole
1: character is great.
0: Her character is cool. I will say. Um, I I can't I, I couldn't fully get into it in, Into her character Cause I And I think it's because We just watched Mordecai Oh right <laughs> That I like Couldn't Couldn't separate it from Morde From her character in Mordecai Or like it, Her character just reminded me <laughs> Of the character in Mordecai Cause it's like Sort of a similar right. era I think too
1: <clears throat> Yeah
0: Maybe not but um <laughs> yeah i don't know
1: oh uh, man i i don't know i i like her for, i like her just fine i think i think she she's doing a really good job in this movie but i mean maybe i'm just so wowed by remembering it being so terrible you know and then i'm watching it and it's actually not that bad and so i'm like thinking it's better than it is i don't know it could be the same with him too because i don't know I don't know if that's true or if I just have, like, rose-colored glasses on, but I can tell you, I think their performances are very similarly good and or bad. Like, I think they, they feel like they're doing the same thing. Like, do you mm-hmm. think Leo's that much better than Cameron Diaz in this?
0: No, not really.
1: Yeah, it's a, and I think he gets better, but this is, like, to me, his beginning of his, like, journey into becoming, like, an an artist, you know?
0: Yeah, he's... um. I don't know what it is about him, but he, I, I tend to like buy his character pr- pretty quickly. Like I don't, for some, I don't know why, like some, some actors I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm watching, you know, like, uh, I'm watching, um, you know, John C. Riley. he's a bad example, but in this movie, I feel like I'm watching John C. Riley like play someone versus I'm watching this character. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, the scenes where Bill the Butcher taps his glass eye, where he yells "Whoopsie Daisy" during the knife act, mm. were were both ad libbed.
1: So good, the Whoopsie Daisy thing is so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Scorsese created recreated nineteenth century New York on the lot of the Seneca Sine- S- Sinec- Studios Sinec- in Rome. When George Lucas visited the massive set, he reportedly turned to Scorsese and said, Sets like that can be done with computers now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I gotta say, they're not as good with computers. You know what I mean? <laughs> no,
1: not at all. Like, are, are you, well, I mean, I get why George Lucas would say that. I and mean, he was probably making a joke, you know, like he probably oh, okay. really wasn't. Uh, because George Lucas is also a big film nerd, you know he probably gets off on that shit as well. Like just like a big, big cool set, you know. Like I and I and I do think that the, the strengths of this film too are not are are in the art design and in the art direction of this movie. Like it looks super cool, and I like the world is like really believable and li- like lived in. Don't you think? It's like like I think lo- so. To me, yeah, it looks like. It looks so masterful. It looks so good. Like, all the goofy top hats and stuff. I was telling Jackie, I was like, this doesn't even look like our world. It looks like a fantasy movie we're watching. Right. You know?
0: It's a vibe, my dude.
1: It totally is a vibe, my guy. The games of New
0: York, it's a freaking vibe.
1: (laughs) It's a lifestyle, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy, uh, one more piece of trivia, and we'll get into the, the plot here. When the film was first conceived... Uh, In 1978, Martin Scorsese planned to cast Dan Aykroyd as Amsterdam and John Belushi as Bill the Butcher. Uh, The project fell apart after Belushi died. A cast reshuffle had Mel Gibson as Amsterdam and Willem Dafoe as the Butcher. I actually don't think that would be a bad version. I would love to see that the the, the Dan Aykroyd (laughs) and John Belushi version.
1: Yeah, it sounds awesome. Dude, I want that so bad. I
0: want that more than I want this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, So anyway, what could have been, you know? But Jeremy, we are here to talk about the plot of this movie. So it's not 1846. We're at the slum of the five points. Uh, Two gangs, the Protestant Confederation of American Natives, led by William Bill the Butcher, cutting... And the Irish Catholic immigrant Dead Rabbits, led by Priest Valen, engage in a battle to determine which faction will hold sway over their territory. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, basically the same way the battle in like Hook starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the same way this battle starts with like them putting on like goofy armor. And like sure. they're dumb weapons where like a girl has like literal like knives for fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like so fun and like, and like really outrageous. And like it's weird. I, I hope this did actually happen, you know? Like I, I hope this is like a well researched film. And definitely it seems like it is. But like that, it's still like crazy and just hilarious to, to, Watch these these two, all these adults like in dressed up in this these clothes, like coming out and like ready to fight each other, you know, like for for territory. Just like, it, what a wild opening!
0: I did think about that a lot during this movie. Like, I have that sometimes when I watch period pieces um, that I think are kind of realistic. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I would hate living at that, at yeah. that time. Just yeah, terrible.
1: It'd, be, it'd, be, it'd suck. Yeah. Everything looks like crap. Everyone looks miserable and sick.
0: Yeah. I also imagine before anything pre like 1920s. Mm-hmm. I imagine that everyone smells bad.
1: Oh yeah. And and could just kill each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. You could just die at any moment yeah. uh, <laughs> and everyone stinks.
1: And everyone stinks really bad, yeah. 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 I, I what do you think of this opening though? I like it. I dig it. Yeah, I, think I like it too. I, think, I think it's cool. I like seeing everybody all badass walking towards each other and the chants.
0: We're from the Forty Thieves. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, I definitely appreciated <laughs> it a, a little bit more than than I did when I was you know nineteen or whatever and being yeah. forced to watch watch this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I got into it pretty quickly. So uh, during so you got the Liam Neeson brutal- in here, yeah. And only here. Uh, confrontation. Bill kills Valen and declares the dead rabbits outlawed. Uh, having witnessed this, Valen's young son hides the knife and killed his, that killed his father, and is taken to an orphanage on Blackwell's Island. <clears throat> what do you think of young young Leo?
1: Man, kid's a little freaking baby, dude. <laughs> Should kick that kid's ass, man.
0: Yeah, grow up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, grow up, you little baby dude. No, man, it, this is a this is incredibly sad, brutal, brutal stuff. Uh, it's also like you get a lot of like um great Bill stuff in this too, where he's yeah. like he's like take an ear, take a nose. Nobody touches this man. Like he gets to cross whole and complete. This is a brave man. Like he's like he's so steeped rich in rich and honor, you know honor and chivalry like he has his own code that he lives by uh which makes him dangerous but consistent something that you can exploit you know but it's cool to see him be like so like in his power you know as a leader like he's really commanding in these scenes i don't know i think he chews the scenery really well he's great
0: yeah um i agree In 1862, Valen's son, Amsterdam, returns to the Five Points, seeking revenge, and retrieves the knife. An old acquaintance, Johnny Sirico, familiarizes him with local clans of gangs, all of whom pay tribute to Bill, who remains in control of the territory. Uh, Amsterdam is introduced to Bill, but keeps his past a secret as as he seeks recruitment into the gang. He learns many of his father's former allies are now in Bill's employ. Uh, Each year, Bill celebrates the anniversary of his victory over the dead rabbits, and Amsterdam secretly plans to kill him publicly during this celebration. Uh, Amsterdam soon becomes attracted to pickpocket and grifter Jenny Everdeen, (laughs) uh, with whom Johnny is also infatuated. Uh, Amsterdam gains Bill's confidence and becomes his protege, involving him in the dealings of corrupt Tammany Hall politician William W. Tweed. Amsterdam saves Bill from an assassination attempt and is tormented uh, by the thought that he may have done so out of honest devotion. A lot of stuff Mm. going on.
1: Mm. Intrigue, political intrigue, backstabbing, betrayals.
0: And a love affair,
1: and a smoking hot date. Oh wow! Um, yeah, this is a uh, th- yeah. It's 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 the I I love parts of this, and I just don't care about other parts of it. It's weird. It's like the most in uneven kind of inconsistent thing. Like I can't really, you know, I love all the bill stuff. I think that really works. The
0: it is a little sort yeah. of like, um like a story like this movie is very much like a story we've seen a million times at least yeah. the setup of it but is just like a, a di- in a different setting you know what I mean
1: yeah it's like the count of Monte Cristo or something yeah. you know a, a guy just comes back for revenge one by one he takes everyone down or he you know yeah yeah. it's it's definitely like a, ver- a very common story um, a revenge story basically but uh yeah, I don't know. It has it has some d- deeper and maybe some richer characters and characterizations at some points, but then also just kind of is like I don't really like Johnny that much as a character. And Johnny and uh Leo's character uh, Amsterdam, I'm like I don't care about their friendship that much. You know, it's just like little parts mm. that are just like uneven to me. Yeah. Um where it's like it could be a little better, it could be a little like pick up the pace a little bit like I actually like the pickpocket stuff with Jenny and the beginning of their relationship I thought that stuff kind of worked but like not everything just not every scene works I think and it's and it jumps all over the place kind of constantly you know like I feel like this movie moves really quick too it's paced really crazy Um, it's just edited kind of weird I guess Um, yeah I don't know yeah, it's, 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 but I love, I love some of this stuff. I think it's great. I think, uh, the beginning, I think anytime Bill and Leo have a scene together, it's like really good.
0: I think when I, like, when I watch a movie, the first, um, you know, my first sort of instinct is to like lock into the story. And if the story is not keeping my attention, I will start yeah. to like pay a little bit more attention to like the, uh, You know, the filmmaking side of it and the actual production of it and um, the acting and stuff. And I started doing that, I guess, around that time in this movie, where I think throughout the rest of this movie, I was just kind of like going with it and. Mm admiring like the good things about this film yeah. like the sets are really cool yep i action it like can be hit or miss for me like action sequences there's a lot of that in this movie and i thought most of them were actually pretty cool pretty well done yeah um and yeah there's just the performances um so i don't know like the i i i definitely thought the the leo and cameron diaz uh you know chemistry and stuff was 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 pretty was like captivating enough for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. To yeah. keep me going. Um yeah. and the and Daniel Day Lewis's character, but yeah, I don't know. Um uh, so on the evening of the anniversary, Johnny, a in a fit of jealousy over Jenny's affections, uh, uh for Amsterdam, reveals Amsterdam's true identity and intentions to Bill. Uh Bill baits Amsterdam with a knife throwing act involving Jenny.
1: Yeah, this is one of the best scenes, right? Pretty good. Yeah, this is one of the better scenes in the movie.
0: Is Daniel Day-Lewis in a movie where he's a magician, by the way?
1: Um, Are you thinking of the uh, Prestige?
0: Yes. Is that him?
1: (laughs) No, it's not. David Bowie's in that movie, though. Interesting. Yeah. Uh,
0: As Bill toasts Priest Valen, uh, Amsterdam throws his knife, but Bill deflects it and wounds Amsterdam with a counter throw. Bill then beats him and burns his cheek with a hot blade. Uh going into hiding, Jenny implores him to escape with her son to San Francisco. That's a long route by the way. That yeah, she outlines <laughs> yeah. to San Francisco.
1: <laughs> That's coast to coast I guess baby. they're trying
0: to like avoid what like the war or something? Is that is that the, the oh, deal there? Oh
1: yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, the war's over, I think, but probably still, you know, strife. I don't know man that's weird like to think about wh- what happens right after the civil war like it's definitely not just like cool you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you just don't want to like if you like lived in New York you just wanted to want to go like take a trip to Texas like that seems like <laughs> freaking dangerous man yeah yeah hey, I, can't I still think that.
0: going to Texas is dangerous
1: It's it is you're not wrong uh <laughs> th- what a crazy thing that happened to our country Civil yeah. War, wow, nuts!
0: Man, those were the days. Am I right? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> those were the days.
0: <sighs> Amsterdam, however, returns to the five points seeking vengeance and announces his return uh, by leaving it uh, by having a dead rabbit in Paradise Square. Uh, Bill sends corrupt Iris policeman Mulroney to investigate it but Amsterdam kills him and hangs his body in the square as well. Uh, In retaliation, Bill has Johnny beaten and run through with a pike, leaving it to Amsterdam to end his suffering. Uh, When Amsterdam's gang beats McLovin,
1: McLovin.
0: one of of Bill's lieutenants, uh, Bill and the natives march on the church and are met by Amsterdam and the dead rabbits. I gotta say, man... You know, maybe some of this is like rooted in uh, fact, or ta- it's taken, you know, from the the source material directly. Sure. Amsterdam as a character name kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like not a good like protagonist name. No,
1: man, <clears throat> it should be like Keith Kincaid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And while we're on the subject, <laughs> the dead rabbits
1: yeah terrible gang name (laughs) yeah
0: let's go with uh let's go with an alt on that one let's figure something else (laughs) out
1: yeah we gotta go with like the screaming weasels or something (laughs) like the
0: yeah anything living really yeah (laughs) nice no violence ensues but bill promises to return soon The uh, incident garners newspaper coverage and Amsterdam presents Tweed with a plan to defeat Bill's influence. Uh, Tweed will back the candidacy of Monk McGinn for sheriff uh, and Amsterdam will secure the Irish vote for Tammany. Uh, Monk wins in a landslide and a humiliated Bill murders him. McGinn's death prompts an angry Amsterdam to challenge Bill to a gang battle. Paradise Square... Which Bill accepts. Um, Damn. I will say there's like this whole like paragraph McGinn, that dude. we just read. Yeah. I got a little lost for a bit there. <laughs> like, uh, well, in the movie, the movie, too, right? When you're yeah. watching it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I agree. This movie is so not complicated when you look at it on paper, but somehow the, the watching it made me feel like it was too complicated you know
0: yeah if only there was more scenes in there to explain things better (laughs) maybe like 45 more minutes yeah
1: oh yeah all right i'm actually starting to see the light here (laughs) it actually needed to be three and a half hours that actually would have it would have gone back around it's like when a joke isn't funny anymore and you keep doing it, it becomes actually funny again yeah yeah i get it
0: the Civil War draft riots break out just as the gangs are preparing to fight, and Union Army soldiers are deployed to control the riots. Uh, the rioters, as the ga- rival gang fights, uh, uh, as the rivals as the rival gangs fight, cannon fire from ships is directed into Paradise Square, interrupting their battle shortly before it begins. Uh, many of the gang members are killed by the naval gunfire, soldiers, or rioters. Bill and Amsterdam face off against one another until Bill gets wounded by a piece of shrapnel. Amsterdam then uses his father's knife to kill Bill.
1: Kill Volume Bill? One? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> Volume zero? Yeah. Kill Bill.
0: That's pretty good, actually. I like to think that the Wikipedia author did that as a little Easter egg.
1: I bet he did. I bet he yeah. did that That. That little cat.
0: How do you know it's not a sheet, dude? um ladies are wikipedia authors as well sometimes
1: yes that's it that is true that yeah absolutely and we salute you
0: amsterdam buries bill in a cemetery in brooklyn next to his father Uh, as amsterdam and jenny leave the skyline changes as modern uh, new york city is built over the next century uh from the Brooklyn Bridge to the World Trade Center and the cemetery become overgrown and forgotten. We cut to black and of course uh gimme shelter starts to play.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. Dude Good stuff, my guy, good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's all right. Not too <laughs> bad for a hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah, that's not the worst thing a hundred billion dollars could buy.
0: No, you know what? I'm curious, Jeremy. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Your, uh, I gather your second time viewing it. What what'd you second think? Second time. What kind of a Chucky freckle rating would you give it?
1: I I'm gonna give it a two point two five. Um. It's a uh, it's a little lower on the list, I, I, I recognize. It's the same score I gave to Age of Innocence, actually. So both Day Lewis's uh, was in Scorsese's um, uh, uh, filmography get 2.25s. I, I think this movie could have been shorter. And actually, a lot of the same notes for Age of Innocence as I have for this. This movie could have been, they both could have been shorter more streamlined like there's even narration in this movie but i still got lost somehow so i I think that just has to do with something something wasn't connecting like there was almost like too much information it was like maybe sound design or something too much information happening and i couldn't get it catch it all in time and it ended up just becoming like numbing or something um yeah a little boring at times yeah um love but love all the performances love all the costumes Love the sets. I don't. I don't. I, I. think I like this movie better than I did when I saw when a when I was younger. But still, it's not doesn't rank like very high for me. Uh, what about you, buddy?
0: Um, you know, I thought this movie was. Uh, I, I enjoyed it more the second time around. I'll say that, but it's it's just one of those things where. It, it kind of boils down to like this movie just isn't really my thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like I just, I, I just personally, it's not like the kind of movie that I necessarily would have would have thrown. Out. I might have never seen this movie again. I probably right. would never have seen this movie again if we weren't doing and, this and, and
1: been happy. <laughs> yeah,
0: and been happy every day of my life. <laughs> 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 and. <I realize>. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh I will say I mean there's things there's it's interesting it's uh, I'm finding that uh Scorsese takes these like huge leaps to like different subject matter. It's weird how like you know, this movie feels so different from what he's done before, but also at the same time it's like another New York uh gang movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's like huge differences, but there's a lot of these similar like themes uh, throughout his movies. That it's interesting to put, pick up on those. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's an okay movie with really good performances. Right. And I, I will also say that I think I probably would appreciate this movie more if I knew more of the historical context. Like if I knew anything about American history at all. Uh right. I would I would probably appreciate this movie a little bit more cuz it does yeah. seem like one of those that <clears throat> history buffs might might be into but uh I don't know. I, I I'll give it a 2 I'm going to give it a 1.75. Nice. Just not a big fan.
1: That's the Who's that knocking at my door score. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, click man. score. That's my click score.
0: What was my click score? Oh, 2.5. Why did I? Hmm. Dude, because I freaking re- love it,
1: dude, because it's good.
0: <laughs> Jeremy, uh, uh, next week we're going back to the Sandler. So we just watched Click, right?
1: Yeah. No. Rain over me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is the part of the show where we wait for Eric to look up the Adam it's Sandler filmography. Like yeah. So I typed it in. It did come up in the search bar like it autofilled it in, so that saved a little bit of time, but I'm clicking on the Wikipedia page now, scrolling down. Right. Two thousand two, two thousand three. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> oh boy. It's
1: finally here, buddy. Oh boy. I can't believe we're doing it. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. It's I'm a time. Kevin
0: James fan.
1: I'm. Me too. I'm a Sandler fan. I'm a Sand fan. I'm a James fan.
0: Um, I'm a fan of movies that couldn't possibly offend anyone.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan of movies. Movies that could definitely be made today. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, so yeah. stay tuned for that. Follow or go to Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy. Join in on the um the the Cohen brothers fun and also when you sign up for that you can go back and listen to a couple years worth of bonus content. Uh we we do a lot of a lot of weird stuff over there. It's uh it's crazy, you know? It's crazy yeah. over there. <laughs> Bananas. Yeah. Norma. I'll see you in my dreams. <laughs>